0: Evening. <laughs> morning, gentlemen, and welcome to the, uh, the Sunderland the Echo's latest live stream. We're going to be discussing the latest in the Sunderland manager on today. Uh, I'm your host, James Copley. I'm joined today by Richard Mania and John Nicholson. Um when we um when we did our last Facebook Live and we were talking about the Jermaine Defoe story, I didn't think that there would be a story along as big in a while, but yet here we are a couple of days later, and Roy Keane has been uh, linked with the Sunderland job, looks set to be interviewed. Uh, Rich, what do we uh, what do we know about this, and and what's your take on it?
1: Yeah, it's fascinating. Isn't it? Obviously, there's an interest from uh, from both sides. Um, I think there were strong suggestions last night that he was going to get off of the job on a short-term deal. Um, seems to be slightly mixed messages on that front. Um, with our understanding that there hadn't been any kind of interviews as of Wednesday morning, although that might have changed. Obviously, the back end of yesterday, um, he's obviously a um, Somebody that Sunderland are keen to speak to, um, keen to bring in potentially, and as we know, Roy Keane is keen. I think for another crack at management, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, it's obviously been 11 years since he managed last time, but you know, I think he's always had kind of unfinished business at Sunderland. So it would be fascinating to see if a deal could be could be struck. Um, you'd imagine it would be a short-term deal initially until the end of the season, um, and then go from there. Because really, what we're talking about, what four months? It's a three and a half month, four months job, isn't it? Really, with one aim. Win promotion. Obviously, you can't bring anybody else in aside from a you know defenders on a free agent. So you, you're kind of stuck with what you've got. Um, it's a, obviously a new manager appointment is a big gamble either way um, at whatever stage of the season you're at. And the way Solander are you know, they're still well placed to potentially get promotion this season despite Wigan's gaming's in hand. So is it best for them to go with somebody who could come in and have an inst- and, um, it would be an instant impact? Wouldn't it? I think we're right keen on and off the pitch. Um, it would be fascinating to be inside that. Changing room, or dressing room at the academy, like when he if he was to get the job, if he uh, if he walked in on that first day, um, and it's very much a short term job, so it might just suit him for for three or four months, and then and then go from there. If they win promotion, then he might want another crack at the championship. If they don't part ways, and maybe revert back to that kind of you know the, the model and the structure that they've been working to previously. So it's a, it's an interesting dilemma, I think, for someone. But yeah, obviously the he's a, he's one of the, the leading contenders, and uh, he certainly seems keen to head back as well absolutely Joe there's been um there's
0: been a little bit of a discrepancy in, in various reports today uh, there was reports last night stating that he was set to be offered uh the job there's reports today saying that he's set to be interviewed for the job and a, a decision that hasn't been made yet but Sunderland seemed to be keen and that keen's weighing up um his return what have uh what have you made of it all and and the noise coming out of the of the um in the media at the moment
2: i going by what um, Phil Smith put up this morning. Um, Keane appears to be one of the leading candidates, but one of multiple candidates. Um, We've heard Kirill Louis-Dreyfus say at the start of the week that they've had interest from all around the world and they're now obviously they were focusing on deadline day on Monday and now their attention turns to appointing a new head coach. We heard yesterday that Mike Dodds has been put in kind of lead of um, an interim coaching team with Michael Proctor um, and David Priest and uh, Phil Jevons, who are already... Part of the first team, so um, they're as it stands set to take charge of the game against Doncaster on uh, on Saturday. But obviously, Sunderland need to make an appointment uh, as soon as possible. Really, obviously, they need to get the right person in. But a lot of games coming up after the Doncaster game on Saturday. They're then away at Cheltenham on Tuesday, then away at Wimbledon the following weekend. So, you know, the ownership group can't really let this kind of managerial situation drift. We saw um, before Lee Johnson got appointed. Uh, last season, there was there was a time before he got appointed where they had that draw against Burton, they had that um, defeat against Wigan when Johnson was appointed. So, Sunderland need to keep pace with the top two at the minute, which is Rotherham and Wigan. And, and any more drop points, um, you know, they, they can't really afford to do that if they want to get in the top two. So they need to try and get someone in quickly. Um, whether that be Roy Keane, whether that be um, someone else. But uh, from, from what we've kind of heard, is they're still kind of speaking to to multiple candidates.
0: Absolutely. We'll just, um, we'll just have a quick look at the odds. So this is Thursday at around half ten. Roy Keane is the favourite at four to six. You have Neil Warnock just behind him at three to one. Grant McCann is also three to one. And then it's Alex Neil, 14 to one. Um, Patrick Kisnobo is 12 to one. And you have John Terry and Neil Lennon outside shots at 25 to 1 so Roy Keane um, absolutely the favourite with the bookies at the moment but um, yeah it's not quite a closed field yet and it doesn't appear to be to be wrapped up Uh, Rich sort of the next Mm. um, open point we'll move on to is is your thoughts on you know Roy Keane as a manager um, in the modern day whether he can sort of fit into the head coach style and structure that Sunderland have been developing over a period of time now and I guess we have to boil down at the question: um, Would Roy Keane be successive appointed?
1: Yeah, that's the that's the massive question that Sunderland will be mulling over. In terms of personality, um, presence, you know, you're not going to get anybody better than than Roy Keane. I think in terms of respect and having respect of the dressing room, and certainly what he did previously at Sunderland, and you know, he's got that connection with the fan base. And he, I think I think generally he'd be a you know, obviously, some fans would want to go in a different direction, but I think generally would be an overwhelmingly positive appointment. So he'd be off to a good start on that front. Um, I think he himself admitted that, you know, obviously there'd be a lot of things he would have changed um, if he had his time again at some of the last time. But I think he was still praised, wasn't he, for his kind of, it was well before my time. But, you know, the kind of tactical side of things and that kind of thing as well. So, I'd, but it has still been 11 years since he's been in the game. And, you know, it does move on. And football is, I suppose, different these days as well. And, and Phil. I know on social media this morning raised the point that um, the big question for him is what the kind of setup around Roy would be if he were to get the job. Would you bring in a coach with that experience of working with younger players um, to kind of take that side away from Roy a little bit, do you know what I mean? And he can be the figurehead and all that kind of stuff. I don't know, it's, it's fascinating. Um, you then compare it to the other options, I suppose. What are the other options for Sunderland at the minute? Um, Grant McCann. Um you know Neil Warnock, obviously Woodgate was linked, but I don't think that would go down particularly well with the fan base. Oh, um, um, sorry, I was going to call. I thought it said Roy Keane, but it's, it was a different Roy. Um, <laughs> just call um, so yeah, it's. Um, I think for me, if you weigh him compared to the others as well, I, I think it's 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 worth giving him a shot for three and a half four months. It would be a very bold call, and it's been a you know I've covered someone for a while, and it's been a. A bonkers week, really, by Sunderland's standards. You compare the absolute low of Bolton Wanderers on Saturday night to then Johnson going, then Defoe coming back in and then potentially Roy Keane coming back in. It's like, wow, you know, Saturday's going to be rocking at the stadium, like, either way. But, um, yeah, fascinating appointment. Really intriguing to see which way they go. And it's a massive call. But equally, I think, given that they do have that gap between Rotherham and Wigan, um, I wouldn't say there's, you know, there's obviously pressure there to get up this season. But, uh, I don't know, it'd be a rollercoaster either way. And don't forget uh,
0: Jay Matete and all of this. I mean, petty for his thoughts at the moment. <laughs> he's, um, he's sort of well, yeah. he's coming in a, a bit of a whirlwind, run, doesn't
1: he? I think the other thing to say is that, um, you know, a deal could be struck quite quickly, I think, between Sunderland and Roy Keane, potentially, given that, obviously, I know he has his commitments with, you know, his punditry commitments and things like that. But, um, yeah, there's obviously there's obviously a deal there to be done. You know, there's strong interest from Sunderland. Keane's keen on a return to management and to Sunderland, I think. Um, so I would imagine if there was a will on both sides, could get wrapped up quite quick.
0: Absolutely. I think um, we'll come to you in a second, Joe, but for me it would be feast or famine. I think it would either go extremely well or extremely badly. I think at the very least it would be uh, entertaining while it lasted. Um, Whether entertainment's the name of the game in football or results is an entirely different argument. But yeah, Joe, what's your thoughts on, um, on whether Roy Keane could be a success if appointed? You know, does he work in that head coach structure? Would he need, you know, coaches around him um, to help him out? As Phil Smith and and Rich have, have pointed out, what's your take on the matter at the moment?
2: My first thought when the news kind of first came out that Roy Keane was a candidate was was surprise. It was it was a surprise. Um, the first reaction is kind of it would be a very bold move, but then I suppose it would be a gamble. Whoever they appoint, as Rich has kind of alluded to. Um the fact that they sacked Lee Johnson with no one lined up to come in was a gamble in itself. So do they kind of now go for someone who's managed in League One regularly like a Grant McCann, um, who obviously got hull up last season? But then you could argue they've been down that route, um, appointing someone who's won promotion from League One before in Phil Parkinson, and that didn't work out. So how much of a gamble is it to kind of go for for somebody different? And Roy Keane would definitely be a bold appointment. So they kind of got a way up. Do they go for someone like that? Or do they go for someone like a Neil Warnock or or Mick McCarthy, who's obviously um again got a good track record of getting clubs promoted, but they would very much be kind of probably a short-term appointment, definitely in Warnock's case, um, to get them up. And the obviously the other issue there is this team has been kind of geared up to play a certain style, um, with this a lot of kind of impetus on playing out from the back. And that's kind of been Um, work done through Christian Speakman, through when Lee Johnson was there, and Lee Johnson obviously had a a say in the players that they brought in in January. So it's kind of looking for the the person that would get the best out of that group of players. Um, And it's it's unclear who that would be, whether that would be someone like a a McCann or an Alex Neal, who was kind of managed regularly, but then the other kind of dilemma with them is, would they be a significant upgrade on Lee Johnson? Um, And you could argue... Uh, maybe possibly not and would they be able to get more out of the group of players than what Johnson was getting with Roy Keane as you said before it's it's a bit of an unknown it could be spectacular it could work it could be it could go completely the other way we just don't know so um, yeah it would be a very bold appointment if they brought Roy Keane in but it would certainly be uh, be entertaining I think the other thing yeah. as well just to jump in James is that um, there's obviously
1: a lot of excitement now around a potential Roy Keane appointment if Roy Keane wasn't to be the next in manager whether you know he didn't fancy it for whatever reason, or he wasn't happy with the structures or whatever, then they have to go somewhere else. And that would be a bit of a blow, I think, now for the Sunderland <laughs> fans. You know what I mean? I think a lot of which have probably thought, yeah, yeah, well, we want Roy Keane in now. That's that's who we want to help guide us to promotion this season. So I would hope that um, if that didn't happen, that they, they, whoever did come in then isn't on the back foot a little bit. We, we sort of saw that um, last time
0: with Poyer, didn't we? Because there was the clamour for Poyer to come back, and Willie won't ease being interviewed as odds were like slashed at one point. And- it was all set to come back and it didn't happen. Um, Lee Johnson came in. But, Rich, as, as you're saying there, just about you know the emotion. As a Sunderland fan, personally, I was 11-12 when Roy Keane took over. I remember going to a Plymouth game at the Stadium of Light when Niall Quinn was still interim manager. I think we lost 3-2. It was awful. Um, I think we were second bottom or something. It was terrible. Roy Keane came in not long after. I remember the buzz around the town. It sent shockwaves. I remember the front page of the Echo when he came in. Um, it was just an incredible time, and he got Sunderland firing. You think of the the Carlos Edwards against Burnley, banks of the River Weir moment, all of the late turnarounds, and he, you know, he got Sunderland promoted um, and did extremely well to do so. He had a bit of money to spend, to be fair, and brought a few players. in. His recruitment was good. He then got Sunderland stabilised in the Premier League and and sort of left left in in bizarre circumstances around, you know, Ellis Short didn't really get on with him. Um, I think Sunderland were 18th at the time or or something like that, but still very early on in the season and Sunderland managed to stay up that season without Roy Keane. But I've heard the point made before and I, I agree with it in a sense that you look at Roy Keane's tenure as a manager and what he did with Sunderland is arguably more impressive than what Frank Lampard has done with Derby and Chelsea and now he's got the Everton job which is one of the biggest jobs in in English football and in the Premier League um albeit Roy Keynes was sort of 10 years ago and there's there was the Ipswich debacle in there and a couple of a couple of assistant managers since at Aston Villa Republic of Ireland and Nottingham Forest Nottingham Forest didn't go too well Aston Villa didn't go too well but Republic of Ireland to be fair ended badly but they still had that win over Italy in the Euros I think it was um, so if you look at his managerial career as a whole, arguably better than somebody like Frank Lampard's, Rich, wouldn't you say? But Frank Lampard seems to be flavour of the month at the moment, whereas Roy Keane sort of perceived as this dinosaur. And I guess Sam Allardyce always says that, that perception's perception is a very important thing in football and it's it's
1: perceived that Roy Keane is a bit of a, a loose cannon. Um, yeah, I mean, he'd obviously strongly contest that. Um <laughs> And a lot of people, a lot of players that he played under, that played under him obviously speak very highly of him. Do you know what I mean? There's obviously, you know, you yeah, yeah. get mixed views from from players, some who might not have got enough game time or whatever, and they might be a bit overly critical, whereas others um, really kind of hail the impact that he had on them, not just professionally, but also personally as well. So um, it would be a really fascinating appointment. And, you know, clearly he is the leading contender at the minute. He's the leading candidate. It sounds very much like talks or some kind of talks have already held place. Yeah. Um, and there's a strong interest there and it's perhaps now just about thrashing out the details. I, I don't know exactly where the talks are at, but um, yeah, whilst the club are potentially trying to play down, you know, we are still talking to several other candidates. You, you get the the general feeling impression is that um, kind of all, all eyes are heading towards Roy Keane at the minute. So, and it would be a massive, I mean, you know, Roy Keane back in management, back in back at Sunderland in League One. Um, it's a huge story. It is, absolutely. And the, the comments section are
0: always a good place to garner Sunderland fans' opinions. Uh, Richard says there's only one Keno, there's only one Keno, so he's quite clearly in favour. Jim is remembering the West Brom game. Uh, so was buzzing and we turned them over. Uh, Walter adds, last time came was at Sunderland, Sunderland went after him, so it would be interesting. Um, he's got to be given a chance to finish what he started last time. Uh, Tom Gardner poses the question, is the new structure going to be a good fit for Keane, who has quite an autonomous management style, which is a, a very valid point. Uh, Arnie adds, uh, get him in, then when we get promoted, make four his assistant. Uh, Frazier adds, it has to be Keane, um, nothing less than 110% from every player and he won't settle for less you know Roy Keane Joe is the name on everybody's lips at the moment but um just give us a, a rundown of the other contenders as, as it stands and and who would be your pick maybe if Keane wasn't the man
2: well yeah as we said before we, we understand that the grandma can's also one of the leading candidates obviously he's out of work after leaving Hull we've also heard that Neil Warnock is interested in the job so is Mick McCarthy um reports coming out that potentially Jonathan Woodgate although I think that's probably more more of an unlikely one. Um, So I think if Sunderland are going for a kind of a short-term get-them-up, I don't see as many better candidates than than Neil Warnock, really. I mean, we spoke about that the other day, um, how perhaps it probably wouldn't fit their current structure. Um, And the other dilemma with that is the club have been geared to play this very specific style of football under the new kind of regime of of passing out from the back, That's, that's also kind of filtered down to... The lower age groups as well, watching the under-23 side, that's something that they're definitely kind of encouraging throughout the the, uh, the group. So would, would appointing someone like Neil Warnock, who's a more pragmatic manager, um, would he be able to kind of transform their style of play straight away when the club need results to get into the top two? So um, there's kind of risks on all sides, um, but they're kind of the leading candidates that we have and, and all co- kind of quite different as well from Warnock to McCann to Keane. Um, so, as we've said before, it'll be very interesting to see which route the ownership group go down. Um, there's pros and cons to every option. Um, and yeah, it's going to be really interesting a uh, few days as they weigh up who they're going to appoint.
0: Absolutely. And Joel, you mentioned Warnock again there, um, a player at Sunderland who's worked under him is Patrick Roberts. It didn't really go that well for Patrick Roberts at Middlesbrough under Warnock. Sort of uh, describe how that might, in theory, have an a effect on Warnock's potential appointment in terms of. The type of player Sundan have. They've got a lot of those nimble little number 10s and wingers, which isn't really mm. Warlock's um, preferred player, is it?
2: I mean, to be fair to Warlock, he's another one who kind of comes onto that kind of perception of kind of long ball. Um, and yes, he doesn't get his goalkeeper, you're not going to see if, if he's a point. It's Thorben Hoffman passing the ball out to his centre backs and full backs and the centre backs splitting. Um, they did, did encourage players to play in the right areas when they were in the final third. Um, and he signed Patrick Roberts, signed him in, he said, in good faith um, to try and be that kind of creative spark that Middlesbrough needed at the time. And for whatever reason, it just didn't um, really work out for him. And uh, um, Patrick Roberts would have obviously been frustrated that he didn't get more more game time under Warnock. Um, but Warnock kind of signed him as kind of wanting him to be the player that gave Middlesbrough that creative spark. And yeah, it just didn't work out. There were other options there. Um, He didn't really fit into the side um, at the time. He ended up being only there six months the second time when he signed. So um, that's the that's the other interesting thing. You know, Sunderland have signed a lot of these players with a remit um, to kind of play out from the back, play this certain style of football, which Lee Johnson was kind of a big part of. Um, He had a say in bringing in players like Roberts, like Jack Clark. Um, Danny Bath is a bit more of a conventional centre back, but Lee Johnson said he tried to sign him before when he was at Bristol City, so he obviously had a say in that as well. So the players that they brought in have obviously been been brought in by or the former head coach has had a say in those players. So as we said before, the next person that they bring in has got to be the the best person to get the best out of those out of that group of players. Um, so yeah, we'll see who it is.
0: Absolutely. Stephen Fletcher says, if not Keane, uh, yep, Warnock in the short term to eventually get out of this league. I wonder if that's ex-Sunderland striker Stephen Fletcher or just a namesake. Mohammed adds Roy Keane, wrong choice. Football has moved on now. Uh, Rich, one name that you mentioned earlier which surprised me and I don't think personally would be the right choice for Sunderland would be Jonathan Woodgate. Obviously, ex middlesbrough manager had a stint as Bournemouth caretaker manager as well. Where's that sort of link come from? It. Came a bit out the blue, didn't
1: it? it uh, did, yeah. Um the uh, Northern Echo, I think. Um reported on it last night that um that Willgate was keen. As I suppose he would be, do you know what I mean? He's a he's a free agent himself. He was looking to get back into work, he's obviously managed Middlesbrough. Um then went on to Bournemouth and did a reasonable job there. Um he has links obviously with Jermaine Defoe, doesn't he, from, from his Tottenham days, I think. So there was there was talk that um if Willgate was to come in, then potentially um Defoe might sort of help on the coaching side. Um, which I suppose would be, a, would be a bit of a natural fit for his final six months or so. Um, but yeah, you know, given his Newcastle links, you know, I don't know, Middlesbrough links, I'm, I don't know. I don't know whether he would be a, a popular choice with the, the fan base. I, I think it'd probably be quite underwhelming after the talk around Roy Keane and stuff like that. But um, hey, who knows? All, I think at the minute, all eyes are looking towards Roy Keane. Um, you know, it certainly seems um, a deal that both sides want to do or would be open to doing. Um exactly what stage it's at in terms of you know has he been offered it has he not have final face to face talks taking place you know we're not quite clear on that yet there's a lot of kind of mixed uh mixed reports and mixed messages coming out but clearly I think he's Sunderland's number one contender for the job and he wants to attend management and he has unfinished business at Sunderland So for me all eyes at the minute are pointing towards Roy Keane whether they can get the deal done certainly ahead of the weekend or not I don't know. But um but yeah it would be a fascinating appointment and um Hey, look, I don't know, Sunland have tried a lot of things, you know, the minute they're heading into the fifth season in League One, unless things change rapidly in the next couple of months, um, roll the dice, <laughs> see if yeah, this well, works. They've, they've tried different methods, they've tried Jack Ross, they've tried Phil Partinson, they've tried um, Lee Johnson and as yet, none of those have worked. So, um, they might just reach the stage where, you know, shall we just... He's a real figurehead, isn't he, Roy Keane? He would absolutely galvanise the, the club and the fan base and, yeah, there's obviously... A lot of um, question marks around, you know, with him being out of management for so long. But I don't know.
2: I think it would be a gamble worth taking at this stage. And George, the only thing you I'd quickly say on Woodgate. Um, I, I don't know if he's interested in the job, um, but I think there's a good kind of young coach there. I don't. I'm not sure this will be the right job for him. Um, someone I, I kind of dealt with at Middlesbrough um, and had had a lot of respect for. Um, he, I think he said it as well at the time when he got appointed with that Middlesbrough job, he didn't have enough experience around him it was his first kind of managerial job probably came too soon um you know I was, I was pleased for him that he kind of boosted his reputation with the job he did at bournemouth um as i said i think he's a good young coach there but i don't think Sunderland would be the right fit for him with kind of what rich has previously mentioned kind of the fan base you know there's a lot of clamor now for roy Keane, and i don't think would get going in there would um would probably be the right fit but um i'd like to see, he's a person i'd like to see get back into a job somewhere
0: and Joe will stay with you to um, to round things off. Obviously, Sutherland's interim coaching setup has been revealed and finalised ahead of Doncaster Rovers on Saturday. We're probably not expecting an appointment before then, or even if it comes before then, probably won't take the team. Um just talk us through talk us through the setup, who they are, and and you know the job ahead of them. Because the, I mean, the game on Saturday has almost been forgotten about. Really, I mean, yeah. you know, we've hardly had a chance to write about it because it's been so news heavy.
2: Yeah, so it got announced yesterday that um, Mike Dodds is going to be kind of leading an interim coaching team. Um, so he was brought in um, in the summer as kind of I think it was individual head of uh, head of individual player performance, I think was his role. He came in from Birmingham City where I'd worked with um, Christian Speakman. So that uh, so he came in in the summer and he's then been working with the under 23s group uh, with Michael Proctor following Elliot Dickmans. Uh, move, uh, I think that was around just November time, so him and uh, Michael Croctor have been kind of leading the under-23s group. So as things stand, uh, they're taking training along with David Priest and Phil Jevons, who were part of Lee Johnson's coaching team. So as things stand, they will take charge of the, the game against Doncaster uh, this Saturday. Mike Dodds is someone I've, I've spoken to recently um, while covering the under-23s, um, comes across as quite an articulate guy, speaks well. Um, was highly rated at at Birmingham, obviously worked with Christian Speakman. But as we mentioned before, the sooner they can get in a head coach, a permanent head coach, sooner rather than later, um, they can kind of implement their own ideas because we haven't got many games left. You know, we've got less than half a season left and Sunderland can't afford to, to drop many more points if they want to get into those top two positions. So as far as we know, the interim coaching team is in charge for Saturday, but talks are ongoing all the time and... We could easily have a new head coach before that game and then again it's a quick turnaround they're away at Cheltenham on on Tuesday night so definitely try need to try and get someone in for for that game or the weekend after when they're away at Wimbledon
0: absolutely absolutely well um you can follow all of um all of the managerial updates at the stadium of like everything on Roy Keane and um everything ahead of the game against Doncaster Rovers at the Stadium of Light on Saturday. Potential Jermaine Defoe debut, so you don't want to miss that. We'll have full coverage on the day. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me on this Thursday afternoon. It's been uh, nice to chat again. These Facebook Lives are becoming a, a regular thing. I hope you're enjoying them as much as me.
1: Still, it's still Thursday morning. I'm going to get you a new clock.
0: What well, did I say? Thursday afternoon. <laughs>
1: Thursday afternoon. <laughs> no, we we bookended it nicely there with the, the start and the finish.
0: Um, I'm not really sure what day of the week it is to be honest everything's no, a Sunday, in this kind of weird
2: void of uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely and you can of course subscribe to the Sunderland Echo for all of the latest news and opinion on your football club and um, this live Facebook feed will be available on the raw podcast feed so you can re-listen or check it out for the first time there. I've been your host, James Copley. Thanks to Joel Nicholson and Richard Menea for joining me. And thanks to The Watcher for viewing.